Wasn't that good? Amen. Can y'all hear me all right? Amen. Glad to see Brother Chris Sapp pull up out there. Brother, I want you to know all of us are praying for y'all. This morning, the Lord laid this, he didn't lay the message on my heart this morning. He laid it on my heart during the week to preach to you this morning. And the title of this message is, Don't Worry. Now, over the last month or so, now you can watch uh, the news or you can turn to any uh, platform or form of social media and you'll notice a sense of fear that has completely gripped our state and our nation, even this world. And people, if you'll notice, are worried sick. Now, I want to narrow that focus down just a little bit uh, this morning to our state, to Louisiana. That's because it's home. We all live here, and we're more directly affected by the goings-on here in the state of Louisiana than, say, in Yugoslavia or Australia or places like that. So let's look right here at home. Now, I want you to understand something that fear and worry go hand in hand. Would you all agree with that? So I want you to ask yourself a question as you're sitting there in your vehicle this morning. What am I worried about? Now, I'm not, I'm not posing this question in a condescending way. It's a question that we all have probably asked ourselves at one time or another. So as you sit here this morning, ask yourself, what am I worried about? Is it this virus itself that's going around? I would tend to think that the majority of you would probably say, no, not really, not really scared of that so much, not really worried about the, that so much. Is it the economy of our country? Are you sitting there this morning thinking, I'm fearful I might lose my job? Because the business that I work at may be closing down? Am I fearful that I may lose my home? Am I fearful that I may lose my stuff? I'll go ahead and, and point the finger at my, my, myself here, my bass boat. Am I worried that things in this country are not going to be as they used to be? Well, I want to offer this to you this morning. Perhaps God desires for things not to be as they used to be. For years now, people have become uh, obsessed with their luxuries. Now, luxuries is a broad term. That's a lot. That, that can cover a lot of different things. We become more obsessed with our blessings than with the blessor. Our minds have become, uh, become increasingly 
occupied by our entertainment become increasingly occupied with our stuff, with our money. Now, that could be uh, either because we've overextended ourselves and are chasing more and more money to make ends meet, or we just simply think we need to keep padding our bank account because there just ain't enough in there. And we do this all the while our neighbors down the road are hungry and even more troubling their loss. They're going to hell, but our minds are too preoccupied to care. You see, God delivered Israel out of Egypt, out of the bondage of slavery in Egypt to worship Him. That's it. To worship Him. You see, God delivered us through His Son, Jesus, to serve Him, to share His Son with others, to worship Him. Not preoccupy our minds with earthly stuff. But when we do that, when we constantly worry and think about that earthly stuff, we're no longer worshiping Him but we are worshiping mammon. Now you're probably sitting there thinking, what in the world are you talking about mammon? We're going to get into that in just a little bit. Now people ask me, uh, oftentimes they, 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 they'll ask uh, when they're worried or when they're fearful about something, what should I do or, or how should I react? And, and, and oftentimes I'm drawn to my sons because they're the ones that ask me those questions more often. What should I do, Daddy? Such and such is happening in my life. How should I react to that? Well, first, I try to show them in God's Word what He says they should do, how He says they should react. You see, life experience is a useful uh, tool. It's a useful tool to impart wisdom to someone but nowhere, let me stress this, nowhere can you find the ultimate, the definitive, the divine wisdom to any life question you have. And that place is in God's Word. So if you said this morning, I'm fearful of blank, or I'm worried about blank, whatever that is, then don't be. You're probably sitting there looking at me saying, what? It's not because I say so. It's because Jesus says so. If you've got your Bible with you, and I pray that you do, turn to Matthew chapter 6. I'm going to begin reading here in verse 24. I'm going to read down through verse 34. Verse 24 starts like this. This is Jesus preaching. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. There's that word. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. 
What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which, is, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Father God, we thank you this morning for your word. God, I ask, Lord, that you would move me out of the way. Father, that you and you alone would speak. Father, that you would uh, place your wisdom in my head and your mouth, uh, my, your words in my mouth, Lord, that you might be glorified here this morning. Father, you and you alone. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, to give you a little background on what's going on here, Jesus is preaching. He's preaching the Sermon uh, on the Mount. Y'all have heard of that. To kind of give you an image, he's, he's standing there on a knoll, and before him is a big concave hill. And, and on that hill, there are thousands upon thousands of people sitting there listening to Jesus preach this sermon. And in the backdrop behind him is the Sea of Galilee. And as Jesus uh, navigates his way through his sermon, his sermon began back at the beginning of chapter 5, and he, as he navigates through this sermon, uh, he begins to touch on the value and the importance man places on mundane, earthly things. He begins touching on those things in verse 19, and he uh, concludes this brief discourse in verse 24, and he begins the next uh, discourse on man's tendency to worry. We all do that, don't we? We begin reading in verse 24 because of the first word in verse 25, and that word is therefore. You insert that word in there because it means because of what I just said, you need to do this. So what did he say in verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. What Jesus is telling uh, the thousands of people gathered on a hillside in Galilee is the same thing he's telling us today right here in Atlanta, Louisiana. Either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve earthly treasure. One of the two. He doesn't give a whole lot of different options there, does he? 
That word mammon that we talked about earlier uh, in Aramaic literally means riches. Either you're going to trust God as your provider or you're going to trust whatever wealth you can attain to be your provider. Now, I'm not saying we don't need to work. That's not what I'm saying at all. But don't put your faith in that because that can all go away. Either you're going to trust God or you're going to trust that wealth that you can attain to be your provider. Now, if you choose the latter, your mind will, could become consumed with the acquisition of more of it. The fear of not having enough or the fear of losing what you have. You understand what I'm saying? When, you, when you're trusting in those earthly things, those earthly which, riches to be your provider, your mind's going to be constantly thinking about, oh, I need to get some more. Oh, I need to get some more. Oh, I might lose what I got. Oh, I might not have enough. Placing your trust in an earthly provider results in an earthly response. And that is fear and worry and that is why the Lord Jesus went from making that statement in verse 24 into what he's beginning to say here in verse 25. But if you choose to trust God rather than the earthly provider, if you choose to serve God then, therefore I say to you in verse 25, do not worry about your life. If you trust me, my Father is going to provide all you need. Now keep in mind here what he's talking about when he says, my Father is going to provide, when I said my Father is going to provide all you need, keep in mind here what you need is not a 3,000 square foot house. If God has blessed you with one of those things, then wonderful. A new Yukon is not something that you need. A new bass boat is not something that you need. Being able to go, oh, now wait a minute. Being able to go get your hair done and get your nails done every week is not something that you need. Jonathan, you didn't hold up your amen sign. <laughs> These are not things that we need. Jesus is reminding them, uh, these people here, He's reminding us that being His disciples, He has more important work for us to focus on. He wants us to focus on that. I'll take care of your need. He gives us an example here in, in, in verse 26 of uh, how a bird can't plant. How a bird cannot tend a, a, a crop. How a bird cannot harvest that crop. And how a bird cannot store it up in a barn or in a storehouse. But God feeds them every day. Look what he says here in verse 27. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to your stature now i've always said that the lord has a sense of humor i've made the i've made the statement before when i first started singing that i wanted to sing first tenor i wanted to sing high like jeff walker i'd pray and pray and my wife can attest to it that i would try and try and try and that was awfully squealing you ever heard in your life 
<laughs> and I always said God had a sense of humor because he moved me from one end of the quartet to the other. Like I want you to sing, but you're not going to do that. I believe the Lord has a, a sense of humor. He is, in, sen uh, in, in, in a sense here, he's saying, do you think worrying is going to make you taller? I know a boy that is worried to death about getting bigger. Worried to death about it. I'm not going to call his name, but little boy, the Lord Jesus is saying right here, worrying ain't going to make you taller. Trust me. One author suggests that the Greek phrasing may also refer to adding time to one's life. Either way, he's telling us that worry and benefits nothing. Billy Graham. I know all of you have heard of Billy Graham. I read a quote from Billy Graham. He said this, some people spend so much time worrying about what might happen that they never enjoy what's happening now. Today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Folks, worrying doesn't benefit anything. In verses 28 through 30 here, I'm not going to read all of it because we just read it, but in verses 28 through 30, Jesus uses the analogy of lilies clothing uh, the grass fields in a manner that surpasses uh, the glory and the pageantry of Solomon's kingdom. God takes the time to clothe a grass field that withers to nothing every year. Think about that. How much more would He clothe you if you would just trust Him? Then he rebukes the multitude and he rebukes the disciples and he rebukes us for a lack of faith. Oh, you of little faith. Let's look what he says here in verses 31 and 32. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Jesus is then going to offer the solution to worry and fear in the last two verses. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. That's in red and white in my Bible. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You see, the solution here is twofold. For the believer and for the lost person. For the believer today, this day, tomorrow will worry about itself. But today, today, seek Him first. Don't seek 
Facebook, don't seek Fox News, don't uh, look at the stock market to see where the price of oil is. Don't seek what Donald Trump said or don't seek what Nancy Pelosi said or John Bell Edwards said. Seek him first. This day. Not worrying about tomorrow. Seek him in prayer first. Seek to hear from him in his word first. Trusting him Asking Him to strengthen you to be His witness. Trusting Him to be your provider this day. Not placing your trust in some uh, stimulus money or your bank account or your job or in mammon. He provides for the birds every day. How much more will He provide for you? You know, the Lord led me to this message here by leading me to read. I've been studying Romans chapter 8. Probably going to preach through it before long. But Romans 8.32 says this, He did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all. How shall He not with him also freely give us all things. For the lost person, the phrase kingdom of God also means the kingdom of heaven. And it refers to the sphere of salvation. Jesus is urging the listeners here to seek salvation and along with salvation comes the full care and the full provision of God. Believers here this morning, I want to encourage you. I know there's a lot of stuff going on. You, you, you see it in the, in the news and, and everywhere else. You see all these different things. and They always want to paint you this horror story. But I want to encourage you here with this message this morning that he's still on the throne. He's still there. He's still in control. And he's still, uh, imagine if you will, still standing there on that knoll preaching to you this morning, do not worry about your life. You trust me, I'll provide all of your needs. I'm here to encourage you this morning, trust him, don't worry. Not because Chad said it, because just like I do my boys, I'm trying to show you in God's word, Jesus Christ said it. Don't worry. Lost person here this morning. You know, you, you may be worried too, but there's nowhere to go with your worry except to Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. The first place you've got to start is with Him. You've got to seek Him. 
If he's drawing you with your Holy Spirit, I pray this morning that you would do just that. We're going to pray this morning here if you're lost. If you're sitting in your car and that Holy Spirit's drawing you and you're saying, I, want to, I, I, I need to seek him, I want you to stay. I want you to come see me afterward. And we're going to pray. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful this morning, Lord, for your provision. Lord, you provide for us in big ways. Lord, you provide for us in little ways. And oftentimes, Father, we overlook those little things. Well, I'm here this morning, Father, thanking you. Lord, praising you for providing for us. Lord, you provide for us physically. Lord, you provide for us spiritually. Lord, you're there. You're on the throne. You are in control. God, and we're so thankful for that. God, I lift these people up to you this morning. Father, if they're a believer here and they're struggling, Lord, they're worried about tomorrow, God, I pray, Lord, that you would move upon them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would encourage them, that you would remind them, I'm in control. Not you, not Donald Trump, and not a bank account, and not an oil company, but I am. Lord, show yourself to them, Lord, that they might trust you. Father, if there be one here lost this morning, Father, I pray that you would draw them with your Holy Spirit. Father, that you would convict them, Father, uh, that they would come to the point of repentance, Lord. Give their life to you. God, in closing, I lift up our SAP family here, Lord, that has experienced the devastating loss. Father, I pray that you be ever-present, comforting and encouraging, Lord, reminding them, Lord, that that baby is with you in your arms forevermore. God, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to close with a song. I want all of you to help me sing this song. Brother Mickey asked me to do this. In fact, he texted me this morning to remind me. Now, all of you know it, and I want you to sit there in your vehicle, and I want to sing it. I want you to sing it to the top of your lungs. If you can't sing, don't worry about that. Uh, you may be in there alone. I don't know, but if you're not, well, it'll be all right. <laughs> but I want you to sing this old song with me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. Sing the last verse. When we been there ten thousand right shining as the sun.
Y'all thankful for that this morning? I am. You were all dismissed in Jesus' name. I love the amen, y'all. 